And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, as my man Mauro Ronaldo would say about 15 years ago, yo, 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 and away we go. Oh, we got a lot to talk about. We've got the UFC that just happened, Fight Night 221, with Marab Davlashivli, taking on Peter Yan and just absolutely handling him. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Bellator 292 from San Jose, California, where Usman Nurmagomedov, did what most people just can't do because some bitch is pretty special. We're going to talk about that. My man, Josh, you didn't even have to get on a plane. I oh hate God. you. You are a bad human being. You need to suffer more. Uh, you know, it's a lot harder to do shows in San Jose when you're here, when you live here, and then we have the show here. Especially <laughs> like, when you like forget your clothes. Your t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> so I, Dave, I podcast Dave. I packed my whole suit. At least I thought I packed my no, whole no, suit. No, 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 no. Podcast Dave, Josh did not pack his whole suit. Because if Josh packed I his whole suit, Josh would not have been running home. <laughs> so, okay, so when we do rehearsals, right? Rehearsals is like about, I'd say, four hours before, three and a half, four hours before uh, the show starts. So we do two hours, two and a half hours of rehearsal, and then we have about I'd say about 45 minutes to an hour 15, depending on how fast the rehearsals go, to go back to our room normally and change. Some venues you can't go back to the hotel, so you got to bring your stuff. I kid you not, man. I fucking go back to the hotel. And I'm actually, like, we get food first, John. And I'm like dinking around going, oh, I got time. I got time. No big deal. Hotel's right there. No big deal. Get there. No fucking shirt. My whole suit, everything. It's almost three o'clock. Bare chested with a pie around your neck. Man, with my taco meat showing, right? <laughs> taco meat. <John. laughs> Fucking, shout out to Rafion Stotts, man. Rafael Mr. Stotts taco with meat. Some taco meat, man. I ain't got no taco meat. Though, you ain't got John. no That's taco meat. That's the problem. Meat. <laughs> no, no. I got that smooth baby butt look on the on the chest, there, buddy. I'm looking like fucking Peter Yan right there. Like a 12 year old boy. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> and so. Dave, you know, at, at like 3 o'clock, getting on 87 or 85, it's just... Oh, yeah, hell. And when you're coming from downtown, which is where the SAP arena is, <laughs> it just starts... Ba- and I was like, shit. It was like it was literally like 250 or 230. Sorry, 245. I jump in my car because my car's at the hotel. Fly home, racing through track, like trying to... I'm, I'm in the carpool lane, not supposed to be in the carpool lane because of the times. I get in, I get home and then I I get there grab my shirt put it on I get I finish getting dressed there and then I rush back in drop my car off at the hotel and luckily um, Conrad had just pulled up and was able to take me straight to the venue but it was like I was supposed to be there at three fifty I didn't get there till three thirty three something I was like it wasn't it, would, it was just the stress of going through it all I hate we sent John him knows. back for you because I, we knew. I hate being late, man. Uh, I hate being fucking late. It just drives me absolutely. And I don't like the stress of it. I'm the guy that'll show up to the airport two hours early, easily two hours. Yeah, I'm not. I just don't want. I don't want. But I'll show, I don't want to deal I'm, with I'm the stress, late. man. <laughs> I hate. I it's love. I'm known, man. This morning was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I agree, Josh. I got up at oh what yeah. I, my my ride was my my flight was at six. My ride was at five, mm-hmm. and I got to the oh. airport. I still had too much time. <laughs> Wait, wait, your flight was at six. Yeah. Took off at wow, six. Wow. So, boarded at 535. Because, San, well, you went to San Jose, right? You didn't go to SFO, yeah. obviously. 
But that's, San, San Jose is only three or four minutes down the highway there, which yeah, is it's fine. Uh, it's not far, but um, you're get, you're lucky because sometimes sometimes that's the thing that's the thing that drives me nuts. It's the unknown. Sometimes a Hawaii flight goes out of there. If you're in it that was busy. terminal, and no, that's what busy. my point is, is it security ends up being busy. You're like, oh, fuck super my busy. Life. But I Ugh. have clear. Opened yeah. my eyes. Ah, did that? Went right to the front of the line. You see. You just gotta be able clear to do all stuff. What I gotta that's do what, is I gotta that's get why you get all those things. Pre-check. When you travel a lot, clear yeah. global you don't entry. Pre-check? I don't have pre-check, man. What? Wow. No, I gotta I, have yeah, I don't have TSP. I had I had um I had a global global entry, but then it expired. So I gotta go get it again. It expires every five years. I had TSA so, taken away. They already have your Hmm? They already have your fingerprints and your retina and everything. You might as well just go back and review. Yeah, I know. I think, I think I don't know. I think you have to do it for well, if you do it for the global entry, right? Because I, when I got my global entry, it automatically gives you TSA pre-check. Totally. So then you, but you, yes, but you have to, um, you have to go through another interview. Like if you had any problems, if you, if your background. Like right. for me, when I did the global global entry, I had to sit down for like a thirty or forty minute long interview. And you have to do I went that in San Francisco because they don't do that in San Jose. Yeah, I went for like five Bad years without TSA because they took it away. Because mm-hmm. I nah. had ammunition in my like bag. I had ammunition no. in my bag. I went through. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, dude. Remind me not to travel next to you, buddy. Okay. I, 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 have, I have my daughter's truck, mm-hmm. brand new truck that she had got. And so I'm in, um, I do, I think it was UFC 177. It was in mm-hmm. Sacramento. I fly from Sacramento back home, get in her truck, and take off and go across the country to Atlanta. And uh, to drop her truck off. And I had, mm. I had a gun with me the whole time. It was normal for me. And I had a bunch of rounds. Well, my daughter gave my, you know, I was just going to give the gun to my daughter. Gave her the rounds. Gave her the, she stuck the fucking rounds back in my bag. <laughs> I was like, because, you know, they said, do you have anything in your bag you shouldn't have? Nope. She goes through the thing. Pull, they pull out this fucking pack of 20 fucking rounds. I go, Ah, shit. She put it in my bag. <laughs> so for about five years flying, uh, yeah, no TSA. Uh, Finally got sucks. it back. Can you imagine being like I wasn't a pothead? A Can you imagine being like a pothead or, you know, someone who does a lot of coke or meth and like just accidentally put a bag in your baggie, not realizing, like in your oh, travel bag, dude. not realizing, and no. then you show up at the airport. <laughs> Can oh, you imagine? Yeah. You know what your name is? Oh. Brittany Griner. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The fucking girl. She man. just does it in the Soviet. Went in, in, well, she was in Moscow, right? In, I believe so, yeah. She was playing basketball over there, Russian Russian basketball, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, before we get into any of this stuff, I want to say, hey, go to our OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. Check us out there. It's free. We are bringing extra content over there. Let me just, let me, I want to say something real quick. We have done some great interviews this week that we're going to be dropping on our channel here at the YouTube, but we're also going to have some of the content available over on OnlyFans. Make sure you guys check it out over there. It's free, guys. Just sign up, get get on over there, and then uh, this will give you guys a chance to submit your, your fan questions for us, too, for a midweek show. Uh, that's where We're only going to be taking questions from our OnlyFans so we can connect with you guys more, actually answer your guys' questions, the ones they're the people that are willing to go ahead and follow us out that way. So OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. Uh, before we get into the UFC uh, talk with Peter Yawn and Marab, I want you guys to make sure you smash. You see that? Smash, smash the subscribe button. 
And because I said that we were going to be dropping some big time names this week and some interviews, I want you guys to make sure you hit that little bell. So you guys because know when you use the word drop. Smash. Yeah, smash. Oh, I see. You like that? Yeah, smash. That is called foreshadowing. Oh, I like that. John, this, look at the big brain on John. Big brain on Brad. <laughs> what do you man. call him? Um, what is rear shadowing? That's when, uh, when the sunlight goes, oh. shines off your ass. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, have you seen that happens, this? That happens to be a lot. Have you guys seen this new thing that people are doing? They're saying that it's supposed to be good for your health. Is it they're they're uh, they're tanning their anuses? So you see people like at the beach, literally like fucking spreading their their butt cheeks and tanning their anuses because uh, the sun and the vitamin D helps with your your body recovery. Swear to you, bro. I don't. I don't even know if this is a joke me. or not. I'm not joking, brother. I'm telling you, Dave. It's, it's Dave can look it up. That, <laughs> it's weird that um, it's weird that uh, people have lived for like hundred hundred plus years in the in the history of life, yet we come up with tanning anuses. I love it. I love it. If if a little bit more vitamin D in some of those spots and locations give you some, give you a little extra yeah, I mean, love. I've heard it. Well, go ahead. Explain. Uh, wait, what does it say? What is supposed to do? The perineum is a sensitive area of your body that, when exposed, yeah, the to the perineum sun, is called the taint. Can develop in skin. Yeah, when exposed taint. to what? When exposed to what? What does it say? It says the Rolling Stone says, "Sorry, anus tanning is not really a thing." Ah <laughs> man! It says the perineum is a sensitive area of your body that, when exposed to the sun, raises your risk of developing skin cancer. Oh no! Nice. You got to go off TikTok. So you got to go off. TikTok. So you get skin wow. cancer you on your taint. Because yep. it taint your balls and hey. it taint your ass. It's that skin in between. I love it. I, love it. I thought it was a good idea. Hey, <laughs> you know, get the uh, rest no. of your cinnamon roll looking nice and <laughs> nice uh. and tan. <laughs> get the whole cinnamon roll uh, to look tan, no, buddy. Dude. <laughs> oh. I get off my screen. I can't believe I just searched that. <laughs> I can't believe that's in my history now. <laughs> Shit, I'm gonna Rep. start getting ads for like sunblock for your uh, anus. This this podcast day, this podcast day is gonna be searching this search engine. What the <laughs> fuck were you looking up? What's going on in his oh, history? <laughs> I could just see Josh now it. fucking putting sunblock on his bunghole. Jeez. Oh yeah, I gotta make sure Next I don't get skin I'm, cancer. I hope it yeah. burns. Next time I'm in the shower, she's gonna be looking like bending <laughs> over, looking at me to see if it's see if it's bleached. <laughs> well, there, you know, there's this other thing that people like. I guess I don't know this either, but then. uh the actors and actresses and people that do like TV, they put preparation H around their face and their eyes. Oh, no shit. It tightens yeah. the skin. Yeah. Oh, that's I didn't been know that. that's been for a long time. That's been for a while? Okay. Yeah. Now All the right, new at least one. I got one at least I got one. Hold thing. it. Hold What's it. The new, the, one? New the new one. The new one that all the well, I don't want to say actresses, but mostly actresses have been doing is there some kind of injection of a foreskin from a when uh they do a uh what, what do you call it fucking um circumcision <laughs> circumcision they take yeah. that skin and then they grind it up and they do this thing process and women now inject it in their face because it helps with wrinkles oh god Oh God, man! Thank is, you. Is that to do okay. with like the? This is, is why. The, um, what are we doing? This is why I say, I'm not freaking doing the city stuff anymore. I'm, I'm just in the country. I don't give a shit. See the wrinkles? No, my. Okay, question: Do I do makeup? No, you don't. No, no. <laughs> it's I like do. I don't care. Yeah. But is that to do with? What's, I will, what's I don't. I don't hold it against you. I just look and go, dude. 
All right, I'm old. I got wrinkles. Well, I don't give a shit. Well, I've got video footage of when you did used to do makeup. So I've well, got. That's because that. everyone forces me. And that, <laughs> they make me feel bad, like I'm fucking cheating somebody because they're not going to get their oh. fucking full thing. Oh man, <laughs> not so great. Uh, Is that related to stem cell treatment, though? This the foreskin thing? No, it's not stem cell. It's some kind of uh, uh, some kind of new facial therapy thing that that's what they're mm. doing. I'm like. I'm, I'm planning a trip right now down to down to um, Mexico to do some stem cells with the, one of my with one of my old buddies who owns a location down there, it, right outside of Tijuana. Right outside of Tijuana, the guy who used to uh, own Scotty, who used to own on the mat. You remember on the mat? Yeah, I remember on the mat. The yeah. yeah. So Scotty owns a he, him and a partner own a hospital down there that does stem cell treatments, and that is where Sean O'Malley went. Is it Sean O'Malley niece? supposedly, and no. he's the one that said this, got that in a place that you should not get it. Oh, he got it in his dick. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking, bro. There's there's things that I'm never gonna let you put near my, you know what? Thank that, you very much. Was one of them. Needle and knives <laughs> are one of them. <laughs> yeah, you are not coming anywhere. I'm not, no Lorena bobbing around this motherfucker. Thank you very <laughs> much. Doing See, this? He, and her, no. look at that. You know how long ago that was? That Lorena yeah, Bobbitt, That name still years. comes up. Huh? Thirty years? Thirty years? At least. 30 I don't know, years. but dude, John Wayne Bobbitt was at UFC. I want to say six. Wow. He went into porn after that. Yeah, he went into porn with his. He went fucking, into porn after that. His crooked, scarred, fucking crying uh, from someone cutting. Off. What are we talking about? Someone, someone, right, his stop. wife. Well, that's all right, great. All right, all right. Don't put your wife in a position where you piss her off because you're sleeping with someone else. <laughs> oh man all right well hey make sure you guys hit that uh bell because we're gonna be dropping some shows throughout the week and uh you guys don't want to miss it man it's gonna be fun we had some great times we had a lot of people that were in town for san, the san jose events uh we ran into clay guida an old nemesis of mine awesome. but you know what it was awesome man it was great it's funny because john had said that he had said some nice things about me and it's funny because on the broadcast i'd said a bunch of nice things about him yeah, and you did He's an abs. He's an absolute wonderful person, and uh, you know, I told him I said it's the first time we really talked about the past, and I said to him, I go, you know, I kind of had some resentment towards you for about two, three years after we fought, <laughs> but John, really, really, what it was was I was like, man, that guy's nowhere near as good as me, but he beat me. But then, but no, then I good. saw how good I see how good his career. I see how how awesome his career ended up being. And he's he's a fantastic person. He's a fantastic you, person. He's a fantastic fighter. Do you remember his fight with Tyson Griffin? Because he fought Tyson yes. Griffin in Ireland. I think it was the UFC yeah. 72. And I don't know where they fought, but I know they fought. It was in Ireland. And, man, I'll tell you what. That fight was unbelievable. It had everything. Everything you could want in an MMA fight. It had big-time stand-up. It had great submissions. It had beautiful takedowns. It had just... Tempo and pace, and I loved that fight. Mm -hmm. It was so good. But the one thing I got out of it was because Clay lost a split decision in that one, mm -hmm. and it was—I really thought it was because of his hair. It looks like he's getting hit because his hair is flopping back, mm -hmm. and he had that long hair. Now he doesn't have the long hair anymore. But I told him, I said, "Man, you got to do something with it." He goes, "I, I said, you got to get rid of the hair or tie it up or something." Right? Mm -hmm. He goes, "I can't do that. It's like my trademark." <laughs> Like, pretty much well, there you go <laughs> it's true but then you know i the other you know who doesn't get enough respect in the sport it was tyson griffin he was yeah. a phenomenal fighter man he was oh, my training good. partner towards the end of his career he was slick he was a phenomenal oh. fighter him and his fight with frankie edgar 
just it, awesome. it awed me. The two of yeah. them, the two of them, just like Ferris rolling around. On the okay, mat, what odd? What odd? If you, if you go back, <clears throat> the knee bars by both, yes, were disgusting. Yeah, they were disgusting as far as how hyperextended both of their knees were. They didn't stop. Yep. I'm like, oh my god, oh it's gross. It's gonna you, go. You could take that. You could take that fight and realize that both those guys. Like especially that that gave you a perception of exactly how tough Frankie was, and then you see the Gray Manor fights, and it all makes sense. Yeah, right. And then I train with Tyson, just a gamer, and he's just a gamer, man. He like he would come in and spar with me, knowing he was out of shape, whatever it was. He would fucking give it his all, and he was such a great teammate to have. Him and Gray Maynard, and uh, you know, and obviously all the other guys that I trained with. But those two guys towards the end of my career, they were they came with the AKA. They left. Yeah. They left. Uh, they left uh, Couture's and yeah. they came to AKA and fuck, they were awesome, man. They were so great to have there. Loved the first time I ever Actually saw Tyson, cornered. first time I ever saw Tyson fight was against Uriah Faber in King of the Cage. Oh, yeah. yeah. W, yeah. Was it, it King, was of, the King of the Cage? It was King of the Cage. It was King of the Cage. Calusa or? Uh, it's Calusa, I think. Yeah. Calusa. I think it was Calusa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually cornered Gray Maynard against uh, Clay Guida in New Jersey. That was a horrible mm. fight. <laughs> horrible, horrible fight. fight. Horrible fight. Gray and oh, I were really bad. close. Gray and I were really close, but man, Gray fucking, I thought he was going to get up and beat me up in the middle of the fucking fight. Because <laughs> like, when I was cornered, I'm like, Gray. Keep going. I'm like, keep going. Keep, keep going. doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. No, no, no. no. Go, go back to Tyson jabbing. Griffin there. What do you oh, got there? Okay. What did you want? That's you were Tyson looking Griffin, at Tyson there. Griffin. Yeah. And yeah, go yeah, down, to, go down to where it says uh, Uriah. Favor. Uriah. Okay, all the way down there, right there. Third this fight, way down. GC forty two. Yep. Yeah, but it doesn't say where it was. So was it was Gladiator G- Challenge? Yeah, it was a Gladiator Challenge. Wow. I thought I was thinking. I was thinking it was a King of the Cage. Pretty much the same yeah. thing. Glad- yeah, well, it was a Lake owned by Port. the same people. Lakeport, California. Lakeport. Where the fuck is Lakeport? I don't even know where Lakeport is. It's right in the middle of California. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, down, it's below like, you. So that's, oh, it's below me? So more yeah. like probably towards Fresno? Yeah. Probably probably down towards Lamore, Lakeport, so, yeah. Fresno, that area there somewhere. I mean, look at the guy. Look, look at his fucking resume, though. That's Tyson Griffin's resume right there. Yeah, Just yeah. scroll through that resume. Look at the name. Go all the way down. You got Dwayne Ludwig. Frankie um, Edgar, Clay Guida. Uriah Faber. Jeez. Marcus so Aurelio. As, remember Marcus Aurelio when everyone thought he yep. was the thing? Oh, yeah. Diago Tavares. Oh, yeah. Sean, Sean Shirk. Shirk. Dos RDA, Anjos. Hermes, Hermes Franca, who you fought. Jeez. Scroll I up mean, more, the, Dave. It's a hell of a list. Oh, man. Evan Dunham. Yeah, and then, Takanori Gomi. Yeah. Manny Gamburian. Nick Lentz. Jeez, Manny Gamburian. Oh, man. Efren Escudero. Josiah Jay Z. Wow, Jay Z, yeah. uh, Luis Firmino. Who you fought? I mean, Buscape. Buscape. Yeah, I fought yeah. Jay Z. He was yeah. a fucking stud, that guy. Yeah, he was. He was a stud. I wrestled. So that surprised fight. that he. Why did he never go to the UFC? I don't know. Because he was always in. He was always in either K one or Pride. Yeah, K one Pride. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, was always considered one on of the best one fifty fivers for he was, a long time. He was good. He was good, man. And he went to Strike Force and fought for us for a while. He was fucked. I was I was really nervous for that fight. Remember he, Bart Polachowski? So much power. Mm. Redheaded guy. 
Mark Polishowski. I think I do. Yes, yes. Kind of, uh, kind of goofy looking. One of them crazy Click on redheads, him. The man. Bar- yeah, yeah. Polish guy, right? You think with Click on him, Polishowski. Polishowski. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, I do remember him. I do. Yeah. He is tough. Uh, yeah. I do remember that's, him. I just can't remember how good he normally was. Normally, he didn't have that hair. Got it. I was like, I don't remember the hair though. Okay. But yeah. Anyways, sleeve down. He's good. John, we could sit here all night and talk about this. You know, we could. You get me on a roll. We could. But you know what? The names. Let's sum it up right now. Let's talk talk about what happened today in the sport. Now let's not talk about what happened 20 years ago. Let's talk about what happened today. What happened 20 years ago is important about today. It is. It is, it is. There you go. Yeah, because these light guys right here wouldn't be in this card if it wasn't for us. No, they would not. (laughs) Peter Yan going up against Marab Davlishvili. Davlishvili, I love it. I love love that dude. I think he's so fun. I think he is just a fucking ball of energy. I love watching him. Um, Peter Yan coming into this, he was the favorite, and Marab... Basically said, I don't give a shit who you pick as a favorite. I don't give a shit if he pushes me in the fucking weigh-in things or anything like that. I'm going to whoop that ass at 48 takedown attempts. Mm-hmm. I didn't do 48 takedown attempts in a wrestling practice. <laughs> yeah, an hour and a half to do it. Dude, I know. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's a ton. That is so much output. That you is know, so exhausting. He- you know who had the record before that, right? No. Cain Velasquez. The Cain? Cain Velasquez against, against uh, Junior. I believe it was the first fight. Oh. Yep. Cain Velasquez against Junior. Not the first fight. Sorry, the second fight. Second fight. I, 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 I always say forget first about fight, the first fight. He didn't get fight. any. <laughs> yeah. Was that? I said yeah. I always try to forget about the first fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, but to me that was um yeah that, that's crazy because you think about that right this guy is one thirty five at a bantamweight, forty yep. something takedown test. I think Kane had the record at thirty eight. I think is what it was. Jesus, something was somewhere around there. Yeah, but that's for a heavyweight though, John. That's crazy. A heavyweight. That's crazy. That's how many. But those were just attempts. You know what, yeah. what's your idea of an attempt? Like just snatching the leg and then you, letting go. You of at it? least like attempted. You snatched the leg. You got you know mm. you went for a double. You went for a single. You got the leg into your arms. You mm-hmm. had something, and then you lost it. Okay, but it's an attempt. Yeah. Here's the thing. He only got like seven of them or eight of them. No, of the he, got, no he, he he got double digits. No. He got double digits. Going into the fifth. Okay, then he must have got, got double digits. Know, at, the, at the end of the fourth round, going into yeah. the fifth, they said he only had six. Like eight. Eight. So, uh, All right, Dave, six. look up. How many takedowns did Marab <clears throat> get against Peter Yawn tonight? That is your official job. I I I thought thought Brendan said in the end it was double digits. That lets you know how good Peter Yan is because most people, if you get three or four, or you get five or six, the the fight's over. Like you just control the top. You don't need to get more than five or six. I mean, this, I mean, that lets you know how fucking phenomenal of a wrestler, scrambler, whatever it is that Peter Yan is. Just a fantastic, to me, it was a fantastic fight, but I'm a nerd. I nerd out and geek out on shit like this when it comes to these these type of fighters. Takedowns. 11. Wow. That's wow. double digits. Okay, Captain Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking shit, right? I just had to go this into guy. the double digits again. Oh, jeez. Uh, John, I, I didn't listen to the scorecards. What was the scorecards? Because I had Peter win in the first round. I had him losing the rest. I believe they were mostly. Or was 50, it 50-40? I think 50-45. 50-45? Wow. I, I didn't listen to it either. 
I heard one. I didn't listen oh, to it. Fifty forty-five. Yeah. Oh wow. Across the board. Jeez. Yeah. Because I had Peter win in the first round. I didn't. I, I, I had him. I had, getting, him. I had him getting zipped. Oh wow. That's that's crazy. But the fight seems so much closer. Once he. It's so funny because Peter started off with the calf kicks. So Jan started off with the calf kicks, and then Marab started kicking, but Marab threw three or four, and that changed the dynamic of the fight. Yeah, Whereas Peter was, uh, Jan was landing a lot more of the calf kicks, and it had a little bit of an effect, Not but really. as soon as he hurt his leg, he stopped kicking. That's right. Jan stopped kicking because he didn't want to bring attention back to his leg. Because that's, that's one of the biggest things that I used to do, John, is someone kicked me with something or hit me with something that I felt hurt me or it just... It landed clean. Yeah, I would try to do the same exact thing right back to them. So when so when I didn't like something, <laughs> I wouldn't it throw was that anymore. back your way. <laughs> yeah, when I, I when I didn't like it, I would just leave, I wouldn't do it again to them because it would remind them. Okay, then they they didn't like it. They're gonna throw it to me. I hated that. So, but I mean, <clears throat> that was one of my tricks when they landed something that that landed on me. I would throw it right back at them in the same position and see if they liked it or not. So, but but uh. But Jan really is struggling right now. He's struggling big. He time. looked, yeah. He doesn't look the I, same. Also, and the, not, I think the other thing too. Confidence is gone. The confidence is gone. He doesn't yeah, have. You know he is not the same striker. No. He doesn't have the same output. He's worried about being taken down, and and he did a great job of stopping. I, it was almost like in the first round. The one thing I saw is he took that. Uh, Marab went for the shot. Kind of had that little scramble, and I saw his his. I want to say it was his right leg. It looked like he hurt his knee, and he took mm. that weird step. and And I was trying to watch to see if it was gonna affect him. It didn't look like it did, but I was like, "Oh, I thought I thought he hurt his knee. Maybe he didn't." But from that point, is I mean, just you output wise, his yeah. output now is half of what it used to be because he used yeah. to build. You know, he would start a little bit slow and he would get his reads and he would look, you know, for the tells of what he could, you know, try to, you know, exploit. But he would always build. He's not building at all. He's staying in that same gear. I mean, who? But, but you got to give Marab all the credit. He's Absolutely. a fucking good fighter. He brings a damn pace and a fucking consistent pressure. That is hard to deal with. You got to hurt him. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to be in the middle of your fucking chest. Fucking going after takedowns. Going after ground and pound. Trying to throw short elbows. You know, I, I I love the dude's personality. I think he's fun to watch. I lo- you know, I actually I love his uh, commitment to his friendship with Aljamain. You know. Because you know, we've seen it where guys have worked out for a long time together. And in the end, I want that strap, and, I, and that's okay. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But I love, you know, the way he looks at it, and you know, and, you know, who, who do you want to fight next? I don't care. Just give me somebody. Well, I know somebody, and I know you're not going to like it. Hmm. I would love to see Umar Nurmagomedov and Marab. Oh, I, I would love to see that fight too. I don't think okay. Umar's. I think he needs one more fight. Somebody yeah, I knew you top, would say that. Top six or seven. That top six I or five. I knew you would say that. And now he doesn't have <clears throat> anybody else. That would no, be a great I fight. think he needs... Uh, yeah, I know. I like that fight. I do like that fight for him, but I think he needs one more fight because he hasn't had a chance to fight someone in the top six. Top, And there's a dip, there's a jump. 
yeah, in the level of absolutely of just not just skill level, but just mentality. And I think yeah. Umar needs to get to that. And I think I think he's already got it himself. But there's building blocks for this. He needs to experience another person who has it at the level he has it at. That mentality, the skill level, all you those remember things. The, do you remember that building block that you wanted for this brother of his name, Usman? Yeah, that's true. He didn't need it. This is very true. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't get it. He didn't get it. And, and, and I was and actually the, very nervous re- for him, and, John. And this is my whole point with this. And I'm not saying, I understand why you're saying it. But when you uh, train the way they train, and you train around the people that they train with, yeah, Maybe you don't need those same things as much as someone else. Yeah, because you are, you know, when we sit down with them, we sat down. We had a couple of good interviews this week, but, but we sat down with one of them this week, um, and we sat down with Umar last week. He's up on our yeah. on our channel now. Yeah. Just the confidence they know they have that. I, I say Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant has a, a video out where he talks about it's Mamba mentality. I, I'm, I'm 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 working double the amount of times that other people are, so I'm if, double. If I'm not working twice as good, twice as hard as everybody else, there's something wrong. Well, because let's just say like in a year long span, right? He would get up at four, he'd work out for two hours and he'd go back home, eat, shower, sleep, get up again at eight, work out for two hours, go home, eat, shower, sleep, do it again at say two, eat, shower, sleep, then do it again in the evening at like eight o'clock for it's two a lot hours, of waste eat, shower, water, sleep, though, and then really? <laughs> you got to eat, buddy. You got to shower, got to rinse off, but <laughs> He's like, if I did that for a year long, he's like, think about, it. I've gotten two more workouts in more so than the than the other people that I'm, I'm yeah. doubling, I'm twice as good as them within half the time, within half I the can time. Be. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, no, well, I can. Yeah, I can be. Yeah. And um, but I look, I look at Umar, I look at Usman, I look at um, Islam, all of them, is that they have that mentality of let's just if they got nothing to do they go run if they got nothing to do they go lift they got nothing and it doesn't have to be everyone thinks it has to be an intense workout it doesn't need to be intense it just needs to be in there breaking a sweat you know getting working on drills i remember training with um doing wall drills with habib one time and he was getting ready for a fight and i had already had my fight probably about two weeks before that and so he's like hey brother just need someone to flow with against the wall for an hour straight we didn't train with the other guys. We just sat against the wall and we just worked on transition. Boom, drop on the leg, lift. Not, no, no pressure. Yeah, yeah, not, just no real fighting back. Flow. Just let it flow. A, yeah. a lot of flow. Take down, okay, push on the head, get up. Back to your knees, dig the underhooks. Like th- just a flow of it all, okay? Bounce you off the wall, pull you up, lift a little bit, put your hand on the ground, get on your head. Like just all this for an hour straight. It was not hard, but at the end of that thing, exhausting. fucking a puddle around <laughs> where we were at. A puddle of just no sweat doubt. all up and down that section of the mat. Yeah. You know, and we, um, but like I said, that you don't have to go hard every single time. So I think that mentality of, of which Umar, Usman, those, that they have, it's going to carry over. Plus, when you're training around other fighters that are at the level that they're at, you know, and uh, Marab, he's got that guy. He's yeah. got Aljo. He's got, got Aljo, Aljo to be like, hey. I'm the champ. You now are number one contender, or you know, or number two, whatever it is. Right there, Sean O'Malley. Yeah, he's right there. Right there. You know, I'm interested to see if they're gonna have Aljo. Who's Aljo fighting next? Henry. Henry, right? And then after Henry, I mean, he's talking about going up to to 45. He's talking about that's going up a, to 45. that's a yeah. I don't blame him for going up to 45. Do you? Oh, that's a tough. That's a tough I'm not goal. saying it's not tough. But he's big for the weight class, anyways. And Josh, mm-hmm. you know, as you get older, that weight cut yeah. 
it has an effect. I don't want to do it. You don't want to do it anymore. Not only you don't do want to do it. Do you look at Marab though? Do you look at Marab like a one like a, like a? Uh, I look John at John Fitch. Yeah, Marab is exactly that. Marab is a Marab is a much more exciting Sean Shirk. He's mm. stocky and compact the same way. He goes after takedowns in that same fashion, but that's he that's a great analogy. He also great. goes after damage, and and I mean he's you know. He's that guy that he brings it. He brings it in the fight. Now, it may not be everybody's love of style, but he'll stand and bang with guys too. He was throwing with, with Jan. He was just oh, yeah. being smart of throwing his hands and then going in and shooting him for the takedown 48 freaking times. Okay. Smart, absolute beautiful game plan and fits right into what he does well. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's something about him that the UFC is going to have a hard time pushing. It's not that it's he's, I, I, I think he's exciting. I think he's exciting, and I like that he has a personality. He's got a great I like personality. That. I, I think, think he's when you easy for that, the UFC because so? yeah, because look, he, he's he's excitable. He's friendly. If you meet him, he's super friendly, friendly guy. Yeah, I've heard. I've nice never to met everyone. Him, yeah, but he's he also. I mean, look at him. Look at him with the crowd. You know, he's thanking mm -hmm. you know the people coming you know from Georgia and, and supporting him and stuff and all that. Great, you know, we, you know, we're we're only five million, but you know we're strong. Okay, that's great. I love that. I love yeah, that. I just thought. I mean, he brings an enthusiasm, and as long as you have that enthusiasm, and when you fight, you fight as hard as he does. How can the UFC not? Come on, yeah. that's an easy one. Now Is he it, didn't get beat, it, but. Isn't Tapuria from there, from Georgia? Who? Tapuria. Isn't he from Georgia? I'm not sure he's from Georgia. <clears throat> Can you look that up, Dave? There's not a whole the one. Lot. I think, uh, I think, who, I think who's from Georgia, from Georgia is Giga. Giga Chikadze. And then I think Tapuria is from Georgia. I didn't, I didn't, Spain. I, I didn't think Spain, yeah. Spain? I didn't think Tapuria oh. was, yeah. Okay. Well, I saw him. He had, I think, he had posted up like a bunch of Georgia flags. Okay. In Twitter, and so I was like, "Is yeah. he from there too?" Yeah. But Bro, Giga Chikadze is. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. There you go. He's good. He's good, yeah. man. He is. He's got. He's got to work on his takedown defense, but. Well, everything comes he's with good. time. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> Where does Peter Yang um, go from here? I think Peter needs to regroup. They need Peter needs to go, and uh, you can take a look at the the lower end of the. Uh, bantamweight division and start looking at some of those mm -hmm. fighters he needs to start getting his confidence back he needs to get that mm -hmm. flow back he needs to get back to the guy that had a pressure but beautiful lateral footwork where he created angles and he popped guys and he got he, how many times did you see him he used to be able to you know the foot sweeps and everything that's because oh, he got yes. people off balance it wasn't so oh, yeah. much that he was it was he would set people up they would be in a position they're off balance all of a sudden He's, they're going over. Sometimes he didn't even yeah. follow him down, but that no, was from him creating the angles with his footwork, and it's not happening. It's different. Yeah, who did he do that to? He did it to. He did a lot to. I believe he Jose a, Aldo. He did a lot to Aldo. He did really a lot to Uriah Faber. He did it to. He did uh, it to Aljamain in the first fight. You know. Mm, yeah. Second fight, That's not tough. so much. 
Well, we're going to see what happens, how this all plays out. If Henry ends up beating or losing to Aljo, however that plays out. If Aljo wins, I see him. He could. I think he'll go to 45. I honestly do. If he doesn't it, win. If he doesn't, if he doesn't win, win, different. Him him, him, and Henry would be a fucking great fight. Marab, be a great Marab fight. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. It would. I would so love to So now the question is, if you were the UFC... Who would you put against Henry in that first match? Would you put Sean or Marab? Marab. You put Marab. Isn't the right question? If you're the UFC, who do who's going to make you more money? Title up. <laughs> yeah, that's is true. Who's a vacant title when Henry retires again? He's not going to retire. No, again. he's not going to retire again. No, he's gonna, he's going to he's going to fight one. I think I think if he wins, the concern is if he, he wins, to to he wants to challenge Volk. He wants to go to yep. Volk. Yep. He wants to be that guy. So then you you leave yourself with a vacant title, I, you know that'll piss off the UFC, of course. But unless they laid out that game plan, already, then, unless they laid it out, but then you put then you put Marab and O'Malley together. It's a great yeah. fight. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I don't know if O'Malley can uh, handle the pressure of Marab. I don't think so. Not the cardio either. I don't think he can handle that. I think in the beginning he did okay, cardio, but it's gonna it's gonna get down. to him. Yeah, five rounds. Yep. Ooh. Oh yeah, I mean that was a, that was just a fucking insane pace that these guys were setting today. Yeah, and it was it wasn't that Peter looked tired. He just looked like he was. No, he was in shape. The punch. Yeah, yeah, he was in shape. Phenomenal. You can't be. You can't fight that pace and still walk back to your corner after the second or third round and think if you're not in shape. Yeah. He's in shape. <clears throat> All right, next fight. Um, just real quick before you move on to the next one. Did you guys hear uh, DC and Paul Felder go back and forth on uh, the fight with Stotts? And they were talking about, and they ended up having like a conversation about Bellator, but like then Paul realized he was talking about Bellator and yeah. he kind of yeah, it was hysterical. had to pull away from it. <laughs> it's kind of weird, right? It was hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of an awkward, an awkward moment. Yeah. Because they don't like to acknowledge those champions, but. Yeah, I know. No, kind of, that's your teammate, dude. Like. I bring up DC and Kane all the time on our broadcast, and it's because they're my friends. Like, if it wasn't somebody I'm not friends with, I'm not just going to bring them up randomly, you know? But, like, you know, they, they tr Stotts trained with Paul Felder. He knows yep. him very well. You know, the last time Rob lost, I think, was to, to Stotts, correct? No, the last the last time, the only time Stotts lost was to Rob. Well, the only time Stotts lost was to Rob, yeah. sorry. That was a, that um, was at, um, I think, uh, Vinny Naglia's got, or is it Vinny Naglia? No. Lou Nagley, excuse me. Lou Nagley has got his ring of fire. I think that's where Marab and uh, Stotts fought, and it was on a, uh, one of those Dana White's looking for a fight things because they were actually uh, looking at they were looking at Rafion. Ah, uh, and Marab spinning back fist, fifteen seconds in, boom! You only lost, mm. you know. Obvious, you know. Rafion made a mistake, young in his career, but that's mm. what that's what got Marab to the UFC, and. Good it was a good him, pickup. Though. You remember? Yeah, you remember his, one of his first fights? With, well, it was Ricky <clears throat> Simone's first fight like, was against Marab. Remember that one where it ended where Marab was out at the end of the fight, unconscious. Nah, that's yeah, right. That was, I think that's his only loss in the UFC. <clears throat> wow, Ricky Simone. That guy doesn't like me anymore on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> what did you well, do? I, I just I said I said something like. I don't know. I said, well, one of his one of his fans said, well, why did you know? We had commented on uh, Umar's tweet, and I said, and I said, and he said something like, why don't you chat? Why don't you ask Ricky Simone? Ricky Simone will take that fight. 
And I said, well, I said, and I just put it on there. I said, I think they're I 10 said, and 11 right now. I said, reach out. I said, I said, well, why doesn't Ricky just ask for the fight? I said, Omar's obviously saying he'll fight anyone if Ricky says he wants to fight. Then Ricky gets on there and goes, I'm not the fucking matchmaker, man. Plus, I'm already booked. And I was like, and he just got into this whole thing and started talking about like how I wasn't a world See. champion because I fought in strike force and this and that. I was like, okay, buddy, calm down, king of the cage. <laughs> I was like, this guy. I love him. Make me drive up to fucking Sacramento and spank you. <laughs> I think you got to drive a lot farther than Sacramento. And where's he at? I don't even know where the fuck he's at. I thought he was at Alpha Male. I don't think so anymore. I mean, no? he, he, no. well, he was. Where with, is Ricky uh, Simone at? He was with he was with Portland <clears throat> top team for a oh, while. Portland? Oh, he's with uh, Brent Primus. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, yeah. That's there where he, he says he currently. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call up Primus and tell him to fucking put you over his knee, kid. Just call Fabio Skerner. Yeah, this kid. Yeah, yeah, Dong call Song. Dong that should Song. be a good fight. That should be a good fight. Yeah, Dong Song. Yeah, Dong Song with him. Ooh, that's that's a tough. Yes, we'll see. Next fight: Volkov versus Romanov. And, and, and that right there tells you that he's not with Alpha Male because Yadong Song is. Yeah, that's true. All right, next. All right, we had Alexander Volkov against Alexander Romanov. In a heavyweight battle, Romanov, as soon as I saw him, I went, yeah, you're not going to do well to me. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. way heavier. Man, he put on some weight. You can't put on that guy. You knew, okay, he's got he's to do this fast, and that's what he tried to do. He tried to get in there and take him down. It didn't work. There was a fence grab that absolutely could have caused some problems in that, but wasn't called. Volkov gets out of that takedown, and from that point, it was pretty much over. Yeah. yeah. Romanoff kind of dove for another and just got clipped. And yeah, nothing. Never got up. Uh, Krylov and Span. Talk to me, brother. Go ahead. I just talked that one out. You can talk this one out. I was disappointed. You know what it is, John, right? No. Yeah. I was disappointed as well. But what happens with people that were getting or are scared to get tired and they find this new cardio... Then they think they can just fight recklessly and careless and do scrambles okay. and do all these things. No, you yeah. still have to learn how to pace yourself because it doesn't matter how great a shape you're in. As soon as you stop moving, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm tired. And that's exactly what happened. He went so hard in everything instead of slowing the pace Both of the of fight. Them did. Now, oh, I'm in phenomenal shape. I've trained. Uh, now this newfound confidence because I've done cardio. You still need to fight smart. <laughs> Yeah. He just didn't fight smart. He's going to have to work on that. That's the thing, you know? And so it doesn't matter what kind of shape you're in. If you don't pace yourself, not pace yourself, but if you don't take moments to catch your breath, That's control it. the situation, slow the pace down. All it takes when you have seconds. the ad- Exactly. Take a step back. That's when you see Chandler yeah. do the step back Get and the, the bounce. bounce. Yeah. <sighs> Get myself yep. back and gathered again. Okay, and re-enter. That's exactly yep. what he's doing. Yeah. And so with Span, he's found this new cardio he was in shape. He just yeah. thought he could, oh, I can do this. And eh. Overwhelmed. No, no, no. You still need to control yourself. You still need to control the tempo of the fight. You still need to control your breathing. You need to take a step back or control the top position. <sighs> a couple deep breaths. Okay, let's get ready to go again. That's all it takes. But yeah. he didn't, he does, he, there's a difference between being in shape. Now you found it to fight IQ. There's a big difference. You have to, but you can't have a good fight IQ if you're always tired. And that, well, th- and that's why because I said I, I was disappointed because I, I really expected Ryan to come out and really perform well. 
and I thought mm-hmm. he was out of control. Yeah. Just, just was not fighting smart. Yeah, you, you know, credit to Nikita Krylov. But, oh, yeah. you know, even, even in the beginning, that triangle, it was not so much the setup of the triangle wasn't great. It was the body position of Ryan Spann was horrible because he's sitting back and bent, and it's like when you're in that position, you're screwed. But good yeah. win by Krylov. Back to the, you know, training for Spahn, but I still think he's got a lot of talent. I think he could be really good. Mm. No, I agree. I do agree with you. I think he can still be good. He's just going to have to take some time. Look, these things don't happen overnight. He can't let this get to him either. You know, he's ranked number eight. I don't know if he'll drop at all because Nikita is number six. I mean, in this... He lost by triangle, which is not a good look, especially in the first round. He just they went too hard, too fast, and that's all. And it it just backfired on him. Um, Jonathan Martinez and Nurmagomedov. Say great Nur- fight, Nurmagomedov. Great fight, fantastic great fight. fight. I felt like it was probably the best fight on the card. I mean, Asun yeah, Sao and Grant and Davy Grant was good. That was a good yep. fight too. Yep, yep. But back up Sad. to Martinez and Nurmagomedov. Fantastic Ooh. fight, both skill Man. levels, everything. But do you agree with the decision, John? That's the question. It's, it's close. Look, there's mm-hmm. no doubt that Saeed Nurmagomedov won the first round. So that one's there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's you can have real doubt about the third round going to Martinez. Because mm-hmm. that arm bar that was tight. It was hyperextended. Yeah. It was on. And so it was close. And that, that was a close finish. Didn't happen. Nurmagomedov's never going to tap. So third round goes to Martinez. So it really comes down to that second round. And it was close. You know, it was close. And, you know, this is a decision. And all the judges went that way. So they saw it that way. You know, definitely not one of those people. When someone says robbery, bullshit. Not. Martinez fought his ass off. It was not a Nurmagomedov fought his ass off. It was a great fight. There were moments for both. I thought that Nurmagomedov probably won the second round i thought so too but it wasn't a robbery no i get sick of people using a couple words in the sport goat yeah robbery robbery (laughs) yeah i I just don't want i don't want to hear that shit i don't want to hear that it was a robbery no it was a close fight between two fighters maybe the person you wanted to win yeah didn't get it didn't win and that's why it's a robbery and maybe next time when your friend wins Okay, the one you wanted to win, the one all you had his, five dollars on. All the guy's friends will say he got. Yeah, robbed. that they got robbed, and so it's the same thing. Like it's this was a close fight. It was a great fight. Actually, it was I thought it was the best fight on the card. It was a great, fantastic fight. So I think Syed, though he looks like he carries so much muscle for such a he's and he's tall. Tall. He's got a small waist. He he reminds me a little bit of uh, Marlon Marais. The way he not not like Marlon's like. Thicker chested and stuff. I was say Marlon's very slender. Jacked. He is, but Marlon has like the the V, yeah. broad shoulders, and then like the straight like just waistlines like waist. that big. Like yeah. he has the size of a dime. Yeah, yeah. like he, he's got to be wearing like a size twenty four, twenty five. He got a size twenty four, twenty five waistline, right? <laughs> fifty it. cent piece. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm like shit, man. But uh, Martinez putting himself into that in that conversation hey. now into that top. He's, 10, top he's 12, good. top 13. He is good. He's damn good. He but this is a so, really tough division to break into. John, look, pull up that, pull up the rankings are you there, Dave. Kidding? We say it this all the time. The, the, Bantamweights. We say this. The Bantamweights right now across in the world, across the sport of MMA, they're just taking over, man. Yeah. These guys are just fucking animals. 
I look at this UFC and I also look at the Bellator ones. They're not as obviously the Bellator ones are not as deep. They don't have as many fighters on their roster. But man, I mean, I go all the way down to uh, Umar Nurmagomedov. I'm gonna skip over Ricky Simone, but then I'll go right go, over to go, Pedro no, no, right here, Yadong Song, and okay, go ahead, Look, Jack, Sh- Jack Jack Shore. Jack Shore's tough as hell. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. good. Doesn't Chris yeah. Gutierrez, who was there tonight, that mm-hmm. dude's freaking good. Yep, he's a stud. Got great hands. Adrian Yanez, that dude's good. He's really good. <laughs> His stand he's really good. Fantastic. Umar Nurmagomedov, that dude's good. Yeah, you, know, you can't every one of these. Ricky Simone, that dude's good. He's got good wrestling. He's got a hell of a pace. You know, Ricky he's all and right. he's all right, John. He's all right. <laughs> but you know, when you're taking a look, you can match these fighters up and look and say, "There's great fight." You know, I would love to see Adrian Yanis against Rob Font. I think it'd be a great fight. And you can look, Rob Font's all the way at six. Adrian Yanis is, you know. 12. That's the one that's scheduled next, right? But that, is that scheduled next? That one? I believe that's the fight. No Can you shit. look that up, Dave? Look at that. I think that. it's Rob Font. for the UFC. Giannis and Rob Font. Uh, I did not I think know it's, that. Yeah. I think they're matched. Yeah, really? DFC 2, 87, yeah. April 8th. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look at that. See? Great fight. Got to get you a fight. fucking job as a matchmaker. Man, I, do, I need a job. <laughs> but, now, I mean. The hardest part, Joe Silva used to tell me the hardest part was to get the fucking fighter to agree to fight each other. I was like. <laughs> Wait, yeah. isn't that what we're in the sport for? <laughs> it's like yeah, you wouldn't yeah. believe the shit I got to go through, buddy. Yeah. That's you know what, John. That's that is somebody that I would love to have on this show. And I know he just he he's just MIA. I, I don't know I if would, I can. I would. I can try. I would love to have him on. I, I, I would. Yeah. I, I, I would I, tell him, hey, we'll talk about old stories and things that. That's know, it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about now. any current stuff. I just want to well, talk yeah. about. I want I want to hear his take because I know I've sat with him for for fuck two hours one time in Houston, and uh, he came to an autograph signing that I was doing there that they had set up for me, and he came he sat with me there for two hours while I was signing autographs, just telling me stories about you know uh, uh, Ruman Asato Sakurai and just was he was a huge fan of them, and then oh on top my god, of that, just he was a Japanese, huge fan of Shudo, yeah. No, it just it just was fucking crazy, man. It just like he was just talking about. He was a nerd. He was a geek when it came to that type of stuff, the grappling aspect of it all. No, he was a nerd. He loved total. it. Yep. Ah, uh, but yeah, he's definitely someone I'd like to try to try to get on the show. Anyways, well, well, um, yeah. See, we can see we can get Let's that see. old guy to come out of his old people come out of his hobbit out of his yeah. hobbit hole. <laughs> his hobbit in Virginia. <laughs> I uh, know. Hey, bro. Uh, if I got paid, what he got paid? <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to talk to anybody either. I'd be like, leave me alone. You guys are my friends. Guys, dude, soon, you know what? As soon as you get that kind of money, All he has just to say disown is, everybody. I'm past you. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm past. You're done. You are, buddy. I don't need you anymore. You are. Right. Yeah. He is. He is past us. All, All right, right Mario Batista against mm-hmm. Guido Canetti. I knew this was going to end this way fast. I, oh. look, no, let's be honest. Mario Batista out of the lab in Arizona. I actually texted uh, John Crouch right after the fight. And I said, man, hey, because, you know, I was looking at John last night and he was so bummed, hurt, yeah, you know, because Benson's been his guy forever. And, you know, just to see Benson, you know, go out that way. And I felt bad for him and I didn't get to talk to him. And then so tonight I texted him, hey, man, I I know last night didn't go the way you wanted and, and it bummed you out. I go, but congratulations for tonight because I know that just made you feel real good. I love the smile on your face. 
with the way that Mario Batista went and just did what he was supposed to do. You know, took Kennedy yeah. serious as far, especially as far as the kicks and the spinning attacks that, that he likes to bring, and mm-hmm. right away brought it to the ground as much as he could. That was a beautiful suplex at the one point. Got the got the mm-hmm. choke, got the win, looked dominant, and uh, you know he's he's gonna do well. And he's in the bad yeah. ways too. That that kid's strong. He is yeah freaking jacked for a hundred thirty five pounder. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be good. He's gonna he be is. good. Just give him some time. Let's slow play a little bit because in that weight class, you got to be careful, man. Like yeah. one loss can set you all the way back, and there's too many people in front of you to have to try to get past again. So try to just keep working your way up. Slow slowly. roll it. Slow roll it for that one. Um, you know, I'm gonna skip over the next two fights, and I want to talk about Davy Grant and Rafael uh, Rafael Sansa. Okay. Unless there's anything you want to say on the other two fights, thought they were good, I, but it was. I will say this about Vitor Petrino. Look, mm-hmm. he showed heart because he, I have seen him walk over people, and Anton gave him problems. Anton took some big shots, and and this is mm-hmm. this is the kind of fight that Vitor really needed because not everybody's going to go away when you hit him, and that's yeah. what Anton showed in that. But he hung in there. That was a tough fight. He fought his ass off, so that was impressive. Carl Williams, for a dude who freaking you know started training in his twenties, man. The dude can wrestle, and at heavyweight, we talk about, hey, Those you are the gotta ones. be able to wrestle, huh? Yeah, because in the heavyweight division, if you can wrestle, yeah, you can automatically you can write your good. ticket up to the top three, top five. That's right. If you can wrestle at all. If you have a, yeah. a decent amount of wrestling, you can write your ticket all the way up into the top five. Yep. In the heavyweight division, so, uh, Sun and Davy Grant. No, no, I want to hear your take on this because. Let's talk about the fence grab. Let's talk about the resetting. Okay. And let's talk about the restand, all that stuff. Okay. If you grab the fence on the takedown yeah. and for some reason you end up on top because I'm trying to force it, they should still start them on the bottom, on the ground with the guy that should have been taken down. You can't I, start them in a position they weren't. Well, John, it never got to there because uh, you fucking grabbed the fence. So, okay. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Like that's the, when you you're tired, a, there is you. nothing more frustrating when this yo, son of a bitch grabs yo, the fence. Yo, Morrow, you don't have to yell at me anymore. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> that shit pisses me off yeah. more than anything. When you're tired and you're trying to take someone down, sure. they grab the fucking fence and you're yeah, like, and then they end up on top. You're like, yeah, of course yeah. you end up on top. Yeah. Ugh. I I understand, but you got to be honest because there's many times I would love to say, oh, I want to put you in this position. Can't do it because then they're going to be able to go and say, oh, we were never in that position. I was never in that position, and you put me in a position that I wasn't in the fight, and that's why I ended up losing. Because so. you grabbed the fence. <laughs> that's why you were never okay. in that position, so, you cheater. So let, me, so let me ask you this. Was he punished? Yes. Okay, that was the point deduction. Now here, And, and sometimes it's going to work for you, and sometimes it's going to work against you, but you have to have a pat rule on... Hey, we can if you are in the dominant position, I will put you back in that position. If if your opponent who does the foul is in that dominant position, I'm not going to give them that dominant position. I'm going to put it to a what we call static position, meaning it's in the stand up. You have free movement, he has free movement. That's what Keith Peterson did. He looked and said, "Look, Davy Grant was in the top position. I, I I'm not going to put him back 
being in the top, more dominant position. I'm not going to, although now if you look at it, and this is what happens, <laughs> yeah. now hindsight's 50-50. You, hindsight's 50-50, and you go, <laughs> well, now that we know that uh, Sun Sal got knocked out, you know, excuse me, got Tri- submitted, you know, submitted yeah. from it, you know, after being hurt. Well, it wasn't fair. No, it was because it's the only thing he can do within the limited scope of what he has. Look, I saw a foul. I take away that point and I see that Davy Grant is in the dominant position. I'm not going to put these guys back in the same position. If Rafael Asuncao was in that top position, he would have put him back in that same position. That's just the way it is. And, you know, sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's not going to work for you. And in this one, it didn't work, but it's not that it didn't work based upon, you know, he got, he was hurt still from, he got hit with multiple shots that, you know, definitely stung him. Yeah, I know, but John, I'm just, you are looking at it the same way as every 39 and above AIDS guy does. That's bullshit, man. No, you know, it's just what it is is this, is that when you when you scoop for the takedown or you try to pull someone off the fence and they grab the fence, you try harder, which sure. sometimes will put yourself out of position and makes it easier for well, the person to Well, it can pull you out of manip- balance because you're expecting yeah. to be able – through years of doing this, I pick you up. Yeah. I know where – when my hips are in a certain area, I know where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. I know where your weight's going to flow and I'm going to be able to take it in the direction that I want. And then all of a sudden that weight is not flowing in that direction mm-hmm. because there's something keeping it from happening, which is the grab. And that can put me off balance. You're absolutely right. And so when I try but a little bit harder, I, put you in a, puts I my cannot s- put you in a position that you were not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's as simple as I'm, it gets. But what I'm saying is when I come up with a better you, way and I I'm, I, I'm just want you to hear me out. Okay, <laughs> it's like I I feel like I feel like there needs to be an adjustment to this rule set. I know, I know, I can okay, see you messing say, with your headset. Because no, I'm listening. Because, That's why, man. I'm listening. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's because you're really like fighters are really trying to. They're going to try even harder and leave themselves out of position. Potentially lose their balance even more. It makes and also they the other fighter is using the fence to manipulate their weight. And where they land, how they fall on top of you versus underneath you. They're using a crutch, whereas we're not. Like the person who is really trying to get the takedowns, not allowed to, or is not using and not cheating. If the if the fighter is trying to get that takedown, I feel like it, if obviously that's where I wanted the fight to go, that's where the fight should have been put. If you want to penalize that fighter for illegally grabbing the fence, that's the way to do it. I don't know. I. It was. It just. It's, you are, it's annoying because you're, you're, you're creating something that was yeah. never in the fight. That's where you that, never. That's where you never got there because you got cheated. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you get that? Uh, oh, I get it. Your dude, head. Trust me. So it didn't get like there said, because this, he cheated. This will work for you in some positions, and in other ones, you're going to be really pissed with your new rule. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I, uh, just, I love you, John. I love you. I'm sorry, man. I, yeah, and I feel bad because that's a Sun Sal's last fight. Decided to retire after that. And yeah. it's frustrating because he was up two rounds to none. He was up. Yeah, no doubt. Right. I you know, he was so up. I just well, he was losing. He was definitely fighters. losing the last round, but he was definitely yeah. up in the fight. Yeah. 
Well, he could have probably won had he not uh, had he got the <laughs> if take. There wasn't a fence problem. grab, huh? So it all yeah, came it down to that one fence grab. It, it does. That can break. That can break your gonna, mental. Now it's going to break your. Now it's breaking, breaking your, your mental because you're cheating. Your will. Because it's hard You're to being fight. Cheated again. It's hard to fight your He's opponent and then fight a cheater. <laughs> it's, it's hard to fight. It's already hard enough to fight a, another person who is skilled. Now we're going to allow them to cheat and make it even more hard, more difficult. <laughs> All right, John. Is there any other fights on this card you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I want to give give it up for Josh Frem. He he went in there against a guy undefeated, had a lot of hype behind yeah. him, and he got that win in the UFC. That you know what. He's had some hard fights. Mm -hmm. That was very nice to see him actually have a really good night. So good for him in that one. I want to also say that Victor Henry looked great against Gravely. I thought Gravely looked good. He was fighting hard, mm -hmm. and he, he was in that fight the whole time. But I thought, you know, overall I thought uh, Victor won that, and I thought it was a really good performance. Bruno Silva. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Bro, you are fast. This guy. <laughs> yeah. I was... I was like, man, Tyson Nam looks so big at, at flyweight. He looks huge, yeah. and he just was—he wasn't fast enough. Yeah. In the flyweight division, I don't think being bigger is better. Like, look at look at guys like like Mighty Mouse and Henry. They're not big guys, well, and for them, there was the speed they had, their technique. They're obviously technicians, both of them. You know, Mighty yeah. Mouse and Henry. But Bruno Silva, man, he's got power for such a small body frame, and he is fast as hell. Fast as hell, yeah. That snap kick up the middle that sat Nam to his back and was looking oh. up at the lights, and geez, I was like, holy shit. I was driving home from the airport watching that on my phone. I went, holy shit. Jesus, <laughs> it was nasty. It was nasty. I felt bad for Nam, actually. I got pushed kick one time in the face of the gym. And that's why my nose looks the way it looks now. <laughs> so mad. I was so <laughs> mad. So I, I remembered what that felt like. So I started running around push kicking all the kickboxers in the face after that. Because I was like, you fuckers. You know? All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our UFC talk. Let's run into, um, into Bellator. But before we get started with Bellator, go to OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. Look, we have started a program with them for us to OF. start having a lot OF, 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 we have more, baby. more content over there. We've already had some fan questions. Submit your fan questions available only on OnlyFans. And so we are only going to be talking with our, our subscribers over there. It's free, guys. We're like, they've started a sports division for us. Just we like are this the first is free. That's free. Yes. That's free too. We're, we're the first podcast that they've ever worked with, ever sponsored, ever, ever done a partnership with. We're here to bring in the sports. Sporting people OnlyFans. like you guys. Onlyfans.com slash people that in. love fighting. They're working with Michael Venom Page, Chris Cyborg, Charles Oliveira, uh, Brent Primus, MVP. They've got all these, they've got all these Andy fighters. Ruiz, they're working AJ McKee. Andy Ruiz, AJ McKee. They're sponsoring Bare Knuckle Boxing, which, oh, yeah. I mean, i got to be the, honest, man. The entire event. The entire event. That's a big yeah. deal. That's a yeah, really big deal. That's they good. work with Formula One Racing. They are really trying to make that change into making sure they're attracting um at more athletes luke rockhold i think has been with them for the last year or so he's just about to re-up or he has just re-upped i mean there's a lot of top level talent that is going to start going over there start giving out you can try you guys could charge for techniques if you want to show techniques musicians uh actors actresses uh, uh what's it called comedians is what i meant to say not actors and actresses comedians you know they sell their bits on here as well so you can find a ton of comedians that are on here and available on here so check it out but go to ours at OnlyFans.com slash Wayne in. Subscribe there. All right, let's go ahead and move on. 
Let's go Bellator 292 in San Jose at the SAP. It was a home event for me. It's a home game, baby. Home, home game. game. Like you've never worse. done that before. So stressful, man. It's horrible. <laughs> 17 <laughs> years from the day that yeah. Strike Force first had an event in the San Jose. I think it was the HP Pavilion back then. Mm-hmm. But it was. 17 years later, you were in that. You, you Do you realize you were the very first championship mm-hmm. fight in the state of California? Yes, I was. Was I? Yeah. I was. No other championship fights on that damn thing. Unfortunately, you know, I lost Sha- it. Shamrock. <laughs> so I didn't even go there. You uh, see, I wasn't doing that. Not the way you want to be remembered in the record books. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, let's talk about oh. let's talk about Bellator and the champion Uzman Nurmagomedov now seventeen and zero, taking on Benson Henderson. Like Benson came into this fight, he had a lot of confidence. He thought that his ex- experience, that he could exploit certain things that Usman uh, does. He thought he knew that Usman kicked a lot. He knew he had good kicks, and he had to do things off of those kicks. We talked about it with him. He just never saw the question mark kick. Never saw it. John, like I said in the broadcast, I've been watching Usman spar like for the last three weeks. And I'll come in, you know, twice a week. Just kind of watch. Just watch his sparring. Say hi to some of the guys and then bounce out. And I've seen him land that kick in the gym several times against guys that know it. They know it's coming. And then on top of that, the way he hides his kicks, how fast he gets them up there. And a lot of the times with that Taekwondo slash like karate style or whatever it is in terms of their kicking. It doesn't look like it's going to hit hard. It doesn't look like it doesn't have to though when you kick to the head. It's it just it's just barely got to graze your chin. This landed cleanly on yeah. Benson, but it doesn't have people think that you have to load up that kick if you're going to kick to the head. No, the faster it gets there, the less you telegraph it, the more likely it's going to land. It's going to put you down on your ass. And that's exactly what happened. He made it look so fluid. And if you notice in that fight fell. Or mo- seconds fell. before, yeah. Yep. He fell off of it. Yeah. I don't think he expected it to land that clean. <laughs> but um, what you what I noticed is right before that, he kicked the leg and then he kicked the body. So he worked his way up. He went inside leg kick. It wasn't that hard. Then he went right to the body kick. That was kind of hard. It landed kind of clean. And then he went right from there and to the why headshot. To the, hand, the question that's why kick. Benson's hand went yep. down towards that body where yep. he thought that kick was going. I don't want to take anything away from uh, Usman's performance, but really it comes down to we, we're, you're losing a legend in the sport. Benson Henderson's yeah. been around for a long time. He's been in that arena several times. He's defended his UFC title in that arena uh, yeah. a couple times. Like he, he is a fantastic person. Like in terms of role models, like he, he's, a, he's a, an amazing person and a perfect role model for our youth to be looking up to in terms of being an athlete. He's a family man. He's got four kids, three boys and a girl. Just his wife is now fighting. His yeah. wife is a twin, I believe, and then even Benson's a twin, I believe. Is he a twin or does his brother just look exactly like him? I don't. I don't know if he's a twin. His brother looks fucking just like him. It looks like him. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. Not exactly. So the <clears throat> his brother's a little bit thicker, but his brother also yeah. doesn't only train as much as Benson yeah, does. He wants. <laughs> so, but. Um, you know, just he's very supportive of his wife. He's obviously loves his kids, and he just I, every time I see him, he's always got the kids crawling all over him and this and that. It's like, 
Um, I saw him seconds before he walked out. He was just about to walk out up onto the stage and he was at the, getting ready at the loading area there at the ramp and some kids had walked past and were kind of watching there on the side and he walked away from what he was doing to give high fives to the kids and say hi, what's up. And yeah, that's I Benson. think that's Benson, man. So when I, people are like, oh man, how do you guys get along? You know, you fought him, you, he beat you. And I'm like, all this shit, this fight career this stuff. competition. It's not even that, John. No one gives a shit when you're done and retired. Like, no one's going to care. In 10 years, no one gives a shit. No. Like, you look at Mike Tyson, right? Like, remember when they did that interview of him with all his belts on the pool table? He's like, this shit's garbage. Yeah. I don't, he's like, I don't even bring this shit up in conversation anymore. It doesn't even talk about it. The only reason why I know why I still have my belt, it's behind me. That's the only reason why. I look at it when we do our podcast. Otherwise, that thing don't it's even cross my mind. good thing to look mind. at. Come on. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't even cross my mind. It's a fucking paperweight. That's a, <laughs> a very heavy one, by the way. But he's got a lot of them. This guy, you know, and so it's, he's just so humble, such a great guy. And what I loved too was just the mutual respect between the two of them because Usman's extremely respectful, Benson, extremely respectful. And we uh, interviewed a couple of the other guys that were that trained with Usman. Is that they were that said, oh, you know, we've always, we've always made sure that we respect our elders, you know, and they're referring to, <laughs> obviously well, referring to me at the gym. They were, and they were talking about me too. So. Yeah. Well, you're laughing, older than me. So. You're older than me. <laughs> Got to respect my elders. And it's so funny because I listen to them now and they say like, you know, they call me like, oh, you, you're like my father. <laughs> you're like, yeah. you're old like my father. And now they call Habib old like like if their fathers because now they're all younger now. The new generation of guys are coming up. But it's a, it's a sad day to see, to see him go, but. It's a good he's day. one of those guys. He's got a good chat. He, I see he's part owner of the lab, I believe. Yes. Correct. Yeah. 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 He's part owner of the lab. All the people that work out with him say he's just like he's the leader of the pack. He's the one that runs more. He's the one that trains more. He's the one always giving great advice while he's trying to train himself. Yeah. I mean, that's phenomenal. Like, how many people give that much effort to other people? It's very rare you find that in the fight game, John. I'll be honest. I've been in the sport for you know thirty or twenty five years now. It's very rare. And all I hear from people that he trains with is, man, he's there every day. He's there committed. He's there just helping. doesn't matter. Even if he doesn't have a fight, he's there. He's there. I'm like, yeah, his life is this. This is what he wants to do. His family, his wife, his kids, they're all trained. Everyone, it's like he's dedicated. So uh, I wish him nothing but the best in the next chapter of his life. And with Usman, he's just getting started. He's just getting started. 24 years old. And that good. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Because, man, there there are areas that he can get better at. But there's areas right now you give anybody trouble with. His mm-hmm. stand-up is clean. His wrestling is damn good. You know, submission-wise, he could get better with some of his submissions. He could get better at his submission defense. He get better at, you know, possibly, you know, getting himself up off the you know ground if someone takes them down is able to because they have really good wrestling but josh at 24 yeah take a look at that package <clears throat> man that dude can fight and he's Wait, he's john, got what, john, physical what are we talking attributes about? what are we talking about you said take a look at his package what are we take talking a about? look at the package <laughs> the entire package uh, well, you know, earlier in the you're, show, we were talking, talking about, about buttholes earlier, your and now you're talking about that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. And John starts this talking is... about packages. I'm like, what's going on here, buddy? Yeah. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. He's, I look at him and his brother, you know, his brother's 27. You know, 
now has less fights. <laughs> so I told, I was talking to Umar in the cage afterwards, and I said, you know, and he's all happy, and he's coming up to me, and I said, hey, I said, how you feeling, man? And he goes, good, good. I said, you know, you're behind now. He's got 17 <laughs> wins. You're at 16, right? And he goes, oh. <laughs> they're so funny, yeah. man. They're, they're great, but they don't want anything else. But uh, re- they don't want anything else but the best for the other, which is awesome. Yeah, and yeah. I, I love, I love when you know Usman, you know, in interviewing him, you know, I said, you know, well, which which guy would you? I don't care. He goes, I don't mm. pick my opponents. Just bring them all. Mm. And you look and you go, yeah, hey, that's the kind of champion you want, man. I don't want a champion True. that's ducking somebody. I don't want a cha- champion that's saying, oh no, no, you know, ah, you know, he doesn't deserve it because he knows that style's harder for him. I love the fact, man, I'll fight anybody because anybody's gonna fight the next guy in Shabli. You got a fight on your hands, and we know that. We yeah, know but he's not fighting he Shabli next. He's no. not fighting Shabli no, 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 no. next. No, he'll be, so. he would be fighting the winner of Primus versus. Uh, Barnaby. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're going to see how that all shakes out in Paris, huh? Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Uh, the next lightweight World Grand Prix title fight, or not title fight, sorry, fight, five round Here's fight. Here's the one was... we got to talk about. <laughs> I, had, I had really high expectations for this fight. Yeah. It didn't live up to what I wanted, but man, yeah. when they threw, they threw with power and Boy, heat they and threw speed hard. and everything. They just God. they didn't throw as much as I wanted them to they because I knew that they were so good. Violent intent. Oh, it was Man. nasty. I was like, when, and that's what that's one of the things you don't get that same perception mm-hmm. when you're watching on TV when you're ringside and <sighs> you can hear the things and you you're there. It is these guys are throwing so hard and you go, yeah. damn, you know, amazing at times. But Tofik Mosayev against Alexander Shabli. You know, we thought it was going to be a striking battle. It really was. There really wasn't any ground at all. But it's really all, this fight is about the ending. I thought Shabli yeah. was ahead, you know, well, winning as far as, I gave them both one round, but Shabli could have won both of the first and second rounds. Hmm. And he was winning the third. But when you look at the ending of this, it caused a lot of confusion. There was a lot of problems with people not understanding what's going on and the way you have to, if you're the official, what you have to kind of look at, deal with a lot of things going on. So how much of the tournament change, how the, the outcome was not at all. None. None. Okay. None. Because I mean, honestly, cause I mean, there's, there's talk that he had broke some ribs. Oh, he broke so, his ribs. Um, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like he had hit, got hit with a knee earlier that had fractured it. Or said there's a lot of pain, and then that push kick really did the deal and broke the yep. ribs. Yep. So, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered anyways. I mean, he probably wouldn't have been able to continue on to the tournament. I mean, there's no. Yeah, he would have. It would taken really. Yeah, yeah, he probably would. Ribs are nasty, man. Yeah, they are. This sucks, but you would know. I think I would. You've broken a couple. Six, six, at a time. Fucking but, those trees, man. They can do it. They can do a number on you. But if you um if you look at this ending and what happened, when you saw the kick, and this is what people have to understand at times. As the referee, you've got to deal with all kinds of situations. You gotta you gotta pre think things, you know, how things are. One of the things you gotta think about with groin shots. All kinds of groin shots, but the problem is people get this perception that a groin shot is the same in MMA as it is in boxing. It's not, okay? And we say this all the time when we're teaching people or doing something. Look, in boxing, 
it has nothing to do with the groin. It has to do with the belt line. You cannot mm. hit below the belt line. And that normally is from the navel down is what they're going to say. If your shorts are above the navel, they'll let you hit on the belt line as far as that. But they're going to say exactly where you can hit. doesn't matter if you hit them in the thigh, hit them in the hip. You're below that belt line. It's an illegal blow. It's a low blow. That's what they call it. In MMA, it's you don't have that because we knee, we kick, we kick, we elbow, we punch areas all around the hip area, the thighs, and the abdomen, and it is a groin strike that is illegal. Okay, so when you take a look at the groin strike, Josh, what kind of cup did you wear when you fought? Steel fall? cup. Steel cup. Why? <clears throat> so I protected my dick. Okay. <laughs> well, you could have wore a plastic one. No, right? a lot of guys no. do. They they go to dick dick they're sporting idiots. goods. They're okay, I'm not, I'm not saying they're not, but they go to dick sporting goods, and they get you know the the whatever size they're getting of plastic, and what happens to it? Breaks. Right. It breaks, and I've seen them folded in. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like those are meant for a baseball game with a ball that slides off of hits the ground or something like that. And it's we, if you're going to wear something, you should wear a steel cup or the, now the diamond is a pretty good one. It's really hard and stuff, but there are ones out there, but when you get hit, it's how you get hit. That is going to determine how bad the groin shot is because you, you know, you get hit to the sides and the cup moves. hits one side. When you get hit up, it's horrible. The whole cup smashes into your nuts, and it sucks. But what happened with that was the kick landed cleanly. It was a beautifully placed kick by Shabli on Masayev mm-hmm. that hit him right in the sternum. And that kick, when he hit, his foot came down, and it touched the groin area. It did. But which direction was it going? down okay so now if i put a cup on you and i hit the cup down what's it going to do to you i mean when you wear a steel cup it doesn't really do much it's not gonna do anything that's why i never understood why these guys take five minutes like if well, you're wearing a steel cup it doesn't always <laughs> that's because some of them need time because they're tired you know the yeah. you know, look at this is just the way it is but when, when we talk about getting hit to the groin going down Look, it doesn't hurt you. You know, let's just be honest. It doesn't. If you, if someone's going to say, I'm going to hit you to the left, I'm going to hit you to the right, I'm going to hit you up, I'm going to hit you down. We're going down because it's not going to hurt me. Yeah. So in that situation, Jason should have saw how it hit, that it wasn't it didn't have any power on it coming down. It was just a retraction of the leg. So there was, you know, the weight of the foot. And... Where did the blow land, and is it the blow that had the effect, or is it the touching of the groin that had the effect? And in that situation, really where where Jason was stuck was he's got a guy that doesn't speak English. He's He's got mm. Tofik who speaks very little English, and he's got a corner. He should have been just fights over. I saw, I saw the foot touch you. It's the kick. Mm-hmm. That's why you turn. That's why you put your hand up. And I saw how it hit you, and you've got a problem. I can see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm going to – because what you're doing by stopping the fight 
on a on a legal kick as far as the one that actually did the damage. Are you cheating Alexander Shabley now? Yeah. Are you talking about the ref cheating Alexander Shabley? Well, you're not being fair because did he land a clean no? Did he land a no. kick that caused the damage of what's wrong? I'm gonna with the take fight? Herzog's side on this a little bit. So okay, you can. So I like fast. it because trust me. Everything that? takes everything absolutely everything, ta- everything happens so absolutely. fast. Absolutely. And that's so why Jason with, tried to yeah. slow it down mm-hmm. because when you're not sure, I don't want to make the mistake. And that's why you had what you had. But in the end, the most important thing is the right call was made. Yeah. Jason called it the right way, saying it was a fair blow. The touching of the groin was incidental to it. It did not have the effect. It is a TKO victory for Alexander Shabley. That mm-hmm. was the exact right call, and I give Jason credit for getting that right. It's not easy. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm a big fan of Jason Herzog, man. I think he's probably one or two in the best in the Absolutely. Game right one of the so best there is, if not the best. Yeah. Now that he's yep. settled and that's down because his feet, <laughs> settled him down a little bit. Yep. That guy used to fucking bounce around oh, the cage too when much. I was in there. I was like, bro, uh, you're, I feel like I'm fighting two people. I've already told the stories of you know when I, when, when first I said you got to you got to stop doing what you're doing. Oh, I got to well, do it. It okay, was, especially when he was new, it was like oh, fuck. Oh my god! You'd be god. running around over here, and I'm like trying to focus on this guy. And you just see this out of the peripheral. You're like, "What the fuck <laughs> is was, going was, yeah. on?" Yeah. And it I was the Chris Tucker it, thing. It's so fun. Oh yeah, which which one of you? Hit me? Like, which one of y'all motherfuckers <laughs> hit me? <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, that's yeah, a good is. comedy stand-up bet, Josh. Have you ever heard a comedy? Oh man, this is like, yeah. All right, next fight. Linton Linton Vassell against Valentin Moldovsky. Lynn Vassell saying that, you know what, the first fight was because of uh, he put on too much weight, he got exhausted, he couldn't get up because he was tired, and that, you know what, if he was given a second chance, it would be a different fight. God damn it, Josh, he wasn't lying. It was a different fight. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I had talked about this off camera and like just between us, and we're like, yeah, you know, we weren't sure. I mean, both of us going into into um san jose and into the arena talking throughout the end of fight week we were like ah, I'm, I, both of us were leaning towards moldovsky but then after i talked with linton and then we had the fighter meetings and then i just talk, caught up with him a little bit more after that too throughout the day saw him at some he just walked with that sense of i feel good my weight feels good he's I'm got happy. four wins now in a row he's happy three of those four wins were first round finishes like he's good you know, he knows he's, he feels comfortable where he's at. He finally figured out what heavyweight is like. You know, like, hey, I found my weight. I feel comfortable training at. That makes such a big deal. And I started playing all this in my mind. Like, Cain Velasquez would talk about, I fought at 248. Two, four, sorry, 244. He's like, I don't like it. He wanted to be around between 235 to 238. 245 was too much. And then the same thing with DC. DC, you knew when he was ready. He'd come in around 236. 236, 237, and as he got older, and as he, eh, it's like 245, 240, 250, you're like, too much. okay, dude, like, you, yeah, too much, just too much weight to carry in a five-round fight, because you're fighting for titles, you're fighting for championships, whatever it is, and um, he's found his weight, you know, and the thing with him is if he's just so good with his top pressure, if he can get you down, if he can hurt you, if he can, whatever, if he can get to that top game, he's got good submissions from the top. 
He's not bad off of his back. He's got good sweeps. He's got. I remember I said very last week. I think he's got a really he good was, hook sweep. He was very really surprised. He, he was very surprised he didn't get that hook sweep. Well, that's because Moldovsky's like a a little butterbean. Little, it's like he he's good off of his feet. He's very um. He flows. He's he reactive. Flows well. Yeah, he he flows really well. And as you go to hook sweep, he'll go ahead and just like bounce back off of it, and then kind of put his feet on the grounds and kind of just back away from there. He's yeah. good at scrambling. He's. He's that hybrid type heavyweight. He came in at two thirty eight. It was it was the shot that hurt him. Put him. To but his all butt, of that hook sweep able... that yeah. Linton was doing when when Moldovsky got him down, it kept Moldovsky from doing any offense. Yeah, wasn't able to land one yeah. shot. I I've tried to make it very clear to like a lot of the younger talent that I was that I coach for jujitsu, is that when I'm training with them, right? I watch them train with other people, and they're like passing guard they're jumping arm bar they're jumping triangle like they're doing all this right but as soon as they train with me they're all defensive and i'm like <laughs> and, and just it's like I'm, i have to tell them hey your best your best defense is offense if the if you're Creating mounting an offense for your opponent. yes because now they can't mount their offense yeah. so if i'm constantly making you think or making you work or having like you don't have time you to, react to to punch me. You don't have time to try to kick me. Yeah. I'm getting mine off and you're worried about defending. So you've got to be the more active person in terms of offense. Keep me keep me busy. And uh that's exactly what Lynn did, man. Worked yeah. on the hook sweep, couldn't get it, couldn't get it, but then got back, back up and then was able to land the shot, sat him to his ass, boom, he went to fetal four. And then um yeah, the rest is history, man. Well, he the... got them right into the mount position and just <laughs> elbows and nasty. <laughs> It's just so big. His God, body God. frame is enormous, man. Yeah. So, all right. That was a Next. big win for him, though, and that puts him that in was position. Good. He's, he's gonna he's gonna get a rematch with Bader, which he says yeah. he wants, and so we'll see if he can change things up from what happened as a light heavyweight to um, what's gonna happen as a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. We will see. Next, and, and his grandma Pearl is very happy with him. So. <laughs> Linton got and up when he when, when he when he got up when he got up. Linton got up. Linton, Linton got, got up. up. Yeah, that's great. All right, we, then we had yeah. Michael Venom Page taking on Goichi Yamauchi. Man, I'll tell you what. Now that's the second one. That's the second one I had not seen. Ah, never saw someone's patella tendon ruptured like that. By a kick, amazing! Nasty. I've never seen that happen. You know, I felt Michael Venom. That's a nasty injury. That's a horrible injury. I felt that's a horrible injury. injury. I had a friend who ruptured his patella tendon, and his knee did that exact thing. That's how I knew it. When I looked at it, I was like, I think he ruptured his patella tendon. Right. And then I went to the I went to the ringside physician afterwards, and I said, Hey, did he rupture it? He goes, He goes, I don't know. He goes, But it kind of looks that way. I said, That's his kneecap up there. Right. And he goes, Yeah. And. uh Nasty injury. One of my fights, I fought one of Maurice Smith's uh, young guys. One of my very first fights. I think it was my second or third fight. And we were in Portland, and I fought up there. And this, we kicked, and he, we kicked at the same time, and his shin bone hit right across my kneecap, and it broke my kneecap in half. I have two screws that go through my kneecap now and some wire to keep it all clamped together. They did a bone graft in the middle to, to keep it closed. But it's nasty, man. It's nasty. It was one of the most painful fucking injuries. I, I ended up winning the fight, but it had I not finished the, the submission right there on the spot because we, we hit, and then I jumped the triangle real quick and finished the triangle real quick, and had I not finished, I don't know if I... Because even after I got done with the triangle, I went to stand up, I couldn't put any weight on it. None. Yeah. But it was horrible. It was so painful. But regardless, this is... The, I, when he... when he, 
he got kicked. I saw him fall back. You could oh, yeah. see how his knee got disfigured for a split oh, yeah. second. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. It almost threw up in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Yeah. So gross. Saw, saw it right away. All of a sudden, you saw and you, you saw his kneecap shoot up into his, mm-hmm. you know, above, above where it's supposed to be into his quad area. His quad. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh. Well, John, like you were there. You were there for my fight with Benson when I talk about my thumb going up into my wrist. And John yeah. looks down. And I'm down there trying to fight. And I'm like, why is this? Why can't I fucking fight his hands? I can't I look down on my thumb. My thumb, the bone part of it right here. It's sti- well, it like shoved past. all the way up. Yeah. yeah, it was sticking all the way up in here into my wrist. And my skin I was okay because like it was just... you. I was, yeah, I was fine like... with it. I had no problem at all. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I did walk back with you. I told Bob Cook. I said, you want to check his hand. And yeah, you, then you think my thumb's broken? Yeah, oh no, I don't think. Sure. I don't think it's broken. <laughs> I know it's broken. <laughs> oh, it's gross. Uh, but great performance by Michael Venom. I want, I want people to start giving this guy credit, man. It drives me crazy. Well, he's so good. He's so he fast. He's elusive. And I was like, oh well, you know, like he hasn't beaten anybody. I'm like, he's beating everybody. Yeah, beating everybody. And he's had, a, he's got a couple losses on his record, but he's lost to dominant, dominant wrestlers like Logan Storley. Yep. I mean, guys and that like was close. That, that there was a lot of people thought yeah. he won that fight. So, yeah, I, I didn't think he won, but I didn't either. I, I mm. thought Logan won it, but you take a look. Mm. He had the one loss against Douglas Lima that, look, he was starting to win that fight, and he hurt Lima, and Lima throws the leg kick. It catches him coming in. It takes his leg out, and it was the way he got up. Lima caught him, and it was a shot yeah. he never saw happens it was good uh the, the thing that i love about michael page is josh he's a student of the game you want to mm-hmm. sit there and talk x's and o's and talk about fight iq and all these things that's a guy you can talk to he knows he's smart he, we talk about hey in this in this approach you want to do this and he's going oh yeah because look at this he was when he was watching yaroslav amazov against logan storley he was just sitting there, and he's in awe, and he goes, this is a master class. Look at what he's doing. This is fantastic, you know, and he's breaking down what he thinks he can do to stop what Amazon is doing, and I'm like, man, if you can figure out a way to stop that dude, you're somebody <laughs> because, you know, yeah. let's be honest, but Paige is a phenomenal athlete. I think that the showboating that he does at times with some people turns them to the point where they want to see him lose. Or they don't think yeah. that he works hard to be as good as he is. He works his ass off. He's only that good for a reason, because he works his ass yeah. off. So I haven't seen anybody that can do what he can do inside the cage with the with the style he has. I know that uh, I know Wonder that Machida was very good. Wonder Boy, you know Raymond Daniels. Raymond Daniels, he's good in the kickboxing department. MMA, yeah. not anywhere near. No. Um, but. It, you know, but like it's, I look at Steven Thompson would be the next best thing. Yeah. And seeing those two guys would be amazing. Oh, to watch dude. those guys fight. Yeah. We've said, we've said how many so, times if we could just take and do a crossword, I, I would take Steven Wonderboy Thompson and Michael Venom Page. And I think it'd be great. And now for the next fight, John, to me, this was the fight of the night. Oh, it's a great this fight. fight. Enrique Barzola and Eric Perez. What a fight. Holy shit. Barzola it took him a little second to figure out the speed and the size because this fight's at forty five. Barzola normally fights at thirty five, and so the, this was this was a good this was a good challenge for him to step up against Eric Perez, 
Fight at 145. Didn't have to cut the weight. He looked good. I thought Barzola looked, really looked fantastic at the weight class. Well, what I don't know if he'll he stay really, here, but... What he looked good in was his ability to not only to dictate when the engagements happened at times, but also when you saw Perez trying to respond, the counters that he hit him with. Dude, he was landing clean shots and not yeah, being hit at times. Yeah, And it was really impressive from you. Know, the first round was close. Yeah, it was. Then I had he, him actually losing the first round. Then he walked away with it. Walked yep. away with it. Nope, I agree. I agree. The thing that Eric Perez was doing really well was kicking that inside leg. So every time that Barzola would land, get ready to land something clean, he'd kick that inside leg, and that made it look more dramatic than it was. Yeah. But even when he did kick the leg, he was getting hit with some clean shots. Perez, was he's got a fucking beard on him, man. Oh, yeah. He was he's tough. got a beard. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Uh, any other fights on here you want to talk about? Yeah, I want to give Dovlet Yakshamuradov a lot of credit. You talk about it. He looked really Great. good. Looked like Great. I when I first saw him at ACB, a guy that had confidence, a guy that would go in there. His stand-up has gotten better. He's still winging that right hand over the top too much. But, but he looked really good, and he used his footwork to create the angles that he needed to. And He took a bigger guy in Anglixkis and just... Mm -hmm. He dominated the action for the most part. Really nice fight. Laird Anderson put on a very nice performance getting, you know, Luna's young in his career, but we saw how tough he was in his first fight. Mm -hmm. And Laird Anderson went out, stood with him, landed some good shots, and when given the right opportunity, took the fight to the ground and dominated from that point on to the rear naked choke. So really nice job there by him too. Good stuff, man. Theo Hag, I trained with him too. Him and Laird both. It's, I was we said on the broadcast. I used to train Laird Anderson when he was like eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> and then so I used to, I used to work out that, with his dad. Yeah, that's, how, that's, so that's you, how bad it is. I was I was supposed to fight his dad in Boise before he went on to the UFC and fought in yeah. the UFC. So him him and I was supposed to fight Jens Pulver and his dad. So in Boise, that Boise used to have these fights at the fairgrounds. There. I can't remember, uh, but that's how I met Mike Kyle. And that's how Mike Kyle and they're coming down and training with us at AKA. A lot of history, man. A lot of history in that that Northwest area there. You know, yep. you got what Dennis Holman, Benji Raddick. I mean, oh my God, yeah. God, there was so there was, so there was a lot of good. Yeah. yeah, Dennis Holman a was a was a really good grappler at one time, man. He was really good. Yeah, he, he had two funny. wins against Matt, Matt Hughes, Hughes, man. Matt Hughes. Yeah, both fight, both fights under both fights were rolling, both fights together were under three minutes, right? Oh yeah, arm bar them both times, like in a minute twenty minute. Yeah, whatever it was. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's a stud, man. He was a stud. I remember grappling him and I didn't like each other for a long time. We finally made 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 amends, and uh, then we started doing some grappling together. Him and Guy Metzger, Dan Henderson, we were all were up in and up in Idaho in Coeur d'Alene for one of the fights there with Trevor that Trevor was putting on. Josh Koscheck was supposed to fight. So we all got together and started training and stuff like that, doing some grappling. And, man, Dennis was fucking good. He was good. Yep, he was. All right, all next, right. what do you got for us, Dave? All right, uh, let's talk about a couple of, well, one fight announcement and one other piece. But um, this first fight, big fight, big time fight, I'd love to get your thoughts on the actual fight. And then, obviously, Oliveira not getting any type of immediate rematch here. So let me let me get your thoughts on that. I don't think he deserves the immediate rematch any more than anybody else does. And that Dariush on a win streak that he's had, he kind of deserves the championship fight. So it's kind of both of them together. 
I think Darius is a problem uh, for a lot of people. Just the way he fights, the awkwardness. Uh, obviously, Oliveira, fantastic, and you know we saw that he was dominant until you know his one fight with uh, Islam. Either guy could win this fight, and I think it's fair that you know since they had Islam fight uh, Volkanovski, that this is you know, basically you know your number one and number four. But you know he really Darius should be above number four. They kept dropping him down when he was yeah. winning it's crazy no Darius deserves this he deserves a disrespect. shot at the title yeah it really is it's really bad because if you look at a guy that has not lost in you know multiple fights here he and he's fights dropping like nine, he's dropping nine fights you know Gaethje's lost how many times now he's still ahead of him it's you so know crazy. Poirier got his win against uh Chandler and so he's back with that but still you know, Darius was is on a streak, and he was getting dropped in the rankings when he was still winning. Look at that, one, two, eight fights, eight, eight fight win streak. Eight it's that you know we were talking with uh, Islam. You, know, you got to win ten fights. He says that's the magic number. <laughs> that's the that's that's the UFC's number where they go. Okay, we got to give you a title fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Um... We talked when we talked to Islam this week. We saw him at the fights, and he just said, "Like he he expects Darius to win the fight. He thinks that Darius is going to be the one that kind of is able to push." Him. He's like, "Both guys could win, obviously, but he thinks yeah. Darius is going to win that fight." I think he's going to cause like, some the problems. Style that he brings, going to cause some problems. He's got good submissions. He's got good takedown defense. He's got good takedowns himself, and he's wild on the feet. He strikes, yeah, and so from odd um, angles, yes. Yeah, he'll take the fight anywhere. He'll give up positions to just do something wild. Like yeah. he'll do a Gramby roll, like when you're kind of hooked up on his back against the fence, and he'll just try to roll you through, pick the ankle, whatever it is. He's he'll take it anywhere, man. He's he's a good fight. He's a great fighter. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, this fight. When is that fight? May, April? Yeah, it's uh, it's actually in um, May six, New Jersey, and it's May six. Yeah, God, it's in Jersey, huh? Interesting. Yeah, really? go out there. All right, next. All right, let's wrap up on this one here. Nick Diaz <laughs> wants a fight at 85. Um, he says, not John not Jones. John Jones, though. Thank God. <laughs> but he is interested in uh, those two schmucks, Izzy and Alex Pereira. Schmucks. Is that your interpretation of him as schmucks? Yeah, it is. It is. It is <laughs> it's Dave. just funny the way he says it. He's like something like uh, that is a guy, that, that Alex guy. It's just funny the way he said it. Uh, he ain't going to get that. Let's just be honest. I love Nick. He's a great person, but he's had one fight in six years. Six years. Yeah, and you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, I want Israel or I want, you know, Alex. I'm sure you do, but you're not gonna get them. They're not gonna do mm. that. Not gonna happen, dude. Mm. Oh, I wonder. Pull up the 185 pound division. Josh you know, trying to give him a top 15. He's, Josh nah, trying to be a nah. matchmaker now. Yeah, trying try to figure to something out for him. Him, him, and Kevin Gastelum would be a good fight. He doesn't want Kevin Gastelum. <laughs> I get it. Zizzy or fucking the champ. Bro, I'm looking at this right here, man. There's no one in that top 15 that I want to give him. 
I mean, him and Sean Strickland would be fucking, would be headlines. Just the oh conversations God, in the fun. press conference that, would be fucking that, that would be awesome. That'd be great. That would be so great. Can you imagine oh the fucking God. press conference for those two guys? <laughs> That'd be great. I wonder how many bottles would be thrown and chairs pushed over. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know. Brendan Allen, he's good. So maybe someone like him. I mean, yeah. but like these other guys. I mean, I still think him and Chris Curtis, maybe. Chris Curtis would be a good fight. Yeah. Chris, Stan and Bang. Go ahead and exchange, yeah. Outside of that, man, I think the rest of them are all just too big for him. He's a 70-pounder, but he's blown up a little bit. You know, he's not an 85 He's older. He can't fight the guys at 85. Not right now. The the problem is speed Mm -hmm. is a big problem. Yeah. It's just... Well, you know, the guy that I'd like to see him fight, if he can make 70, which he I don't think he'll make 70, is, is Vicente Luque. That'd be a good fight. Mm. Luke is not, he's on a downtrend a little bit. He's not fast. If, I w- if he was going to go to 70, the fight mm-hmm. I would put him with is Masvidal. Ah, yeah. Yao did me, See? dude. Yao did me. Okay. I would take that one for sure. Did you like a dog, Shrek? Yup. Yes, <laughs> you fucking <laughs> filthy animal. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, I would take that. All right, well, hey, that's going to wrap up our show today. We go to OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. It's free, guys. Subscribe to our channel there, and we are putting up some extra content this week available only on OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. And go to WayneInMerch.com, pick up some of our merch. We got some new shirts, new designs, new sweaters, sweatshirts, whatever it is, hoodies, would all the other good things. you get that sweater word out of your I mouth? <laughs> I said I had to go home and get a T-shirt. Cause I left my t-shirt at the house and I, and he's like, wait, he's like, you're, and I was talking to Nordy. Nordy's like your dress shirt. I'm like, t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, he's t-shirt, like, t-shirts don't have collars. All the same thing. I'm like, you know what? The it's fucking the thing you wear. Gosh, man, you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> don't give me a hard time. <sighs> All right. But Hey, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. And that little bell is going to be key this week on some of the hot interviews that we'll be dropping this week. So make sure you guys check that out in the uh, descriptions, but also hit the the... bell and the thumbs up. The thumbs up does us good. Helps that algorithm pump our channel. I've noticed that we've grown another thousand within like the last two weeks. And uh, hopefully we pick up some more after some interviews that dropped this week. So I want to say thank you all for continuing to support us. People, we appreciate it. John, take us away, bud. Hey. Big fights coming up, so we're going to be doing a little bit of highlighting of those coming up soon. So you got to tune in for the next show. And like Josh said, go to OF. Join us because there's going to be some good stuff there. We will see you.